Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Hello, this is Miriam Margulies and you are listening to Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. The team today is, as usual, Chris, Gordon and Phil. Yes, we're back again. Didn't that week go quick? (laughs) (laughs) Don't remind us, don't remind us, please. Well, nearly half of the first month of the year is gone. Yeah, and I always think that by the time January finishes, that's the end of the year because the schools start and everything seems to go twice as fast when the schools are back in because you've got nine-week blocks of terms or something or other. And it just seems to fly like crazy. One, one thing that goes when school goes back, the seat's on the train. <laughs> Standing room only. Oh, that's right. And backpacks to knock you over. Oh, yes. but they. The, We're not grumpy old men, really. <laughs> no, the, 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 they've, they have to be able to get to school you know and some of them travel quite distances to become to go to the elite schools that they are signed up for and so many of the little school boys are bigger than me and certainly most of them are taller than me yeah well most of them are bigger than me too <laughs> but that doesn't matter i don't care welcome to joy's history program <laughs> is that history yeah, and, and, well it is it's telling you that you're shrinking as you get older as you get older yes and, i'm sure i am and I, I'm, I'm one of the grumpies, yes. Yeah, I, I, I will submit to that label. But do you grump at the television? When something happens oh, on the television, you, 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 you live alone and so do I, but so we would scream like crazy at the telly. You've got to be careful these days because smart TVs have got microphones. Have they? And they may just talk back to you. Oh, that'll be a good idea. Ooh. I wouldn't care. Especially I hope they haven't got little cameras built in as well. They, they do. Oh, no. I mean, I, I hate to think what they might see in my lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> However, we just had a greeting there from Miriam Margulies. Yes, she's, 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 she's here a, in Australia. She's an Australian. She's married to an Australian lass. And they live in... Up in Barrel, Barrel, Barrel Road, the Barrel right. area in southern the Southern Highlands, Highlands area. Yeah, uh, but she's she's doing some shows here in Melbourne. That's right, Lady in the Van, which I already have tickets for, and I'm looking forward to that. But she's also doing a conversation, apparently, which is um, where, where she's going to be sitting and talking about what she's how she does her characters and all the rest of it. Apparently, from what I could see in the paper. And I have seen her do that before, and it's a very, very interesting, she a very is interesting woman. A, uh, We've met her here. She's been in here. Oh, of and, course, yeah. and that's how we got that idea. Yeah, but I've had a chat uh, with her. And, yeah, she lovely. disarms you. She, she, she came in here one time into the studio and just sat down and said, I'm going to fart. <laughs> oh, she's, that's one of her favourite words, and she does it all the time. And, and I, well, she says it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it, it really... Uh, 
we were thinking that he was this straight-laced person. Oh, no. No way. She's very, very straight. She's a very straight lady. She tells you what she thinks and no mucking around. She's straight out, bang. And she's also Jewish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think she's crossed paths with a few of the conservatives. Oh, boy, does she. Does she oh, yes. She, she did yeah. a series when she was driving around America. <laughs> and she, she got into a few arguments there for a little while about this, that and the other. And, um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a, a bit different. And she was, uh, she, a couple of times she thought, she said, oh, I better shut up here. Shut up yeah. while I'm here. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you to Thomas from Maribyrnong for your email. Thomas sent it to beenthereatjoy.org.au and we're glad that you're enjoying the show as a podcast, as a download. And Thomas is listening whilst he's exercising at the gym. Well done, Thomas. Can I get back to Miriam Margulies and her fart, (laughs) which I think is very clever. But there was a health lady on the radio the other day and she was saying that we should fart at least 20 times a day. It proves that you've got a, a very healthy bowel. Well, go somewhere else and do it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do it here. I was taught manners. <laughs> yes. And one of the manners was you, you just don't let it go. Oh, what? But ladies can fluff. How <laughs> oh, can they? They can sort of ease it out. And Oh, that wasn't me. There, there is, a, there is a, an inscription on a tombstone in England, apparently. It says, wherever you be, let your wind go free. For a pinch of a fart was the end of me. You see, so it could be something in that. I'm not sure. But that is an inscription on a gravestone in, in, in England. Well, I'll try and remember that. But I'll also <laughs> try and remember to do it in, in private. Okay. But, but there is a public event happening next Sunday, the 20th of January. Yes. It's Carnival Day. That's all about us. It's all about us at Alexandra Gardens. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the Midsummer three-week festival. That's right. There's lots of things on in uh, Midsummer. Lots of um, uh, great shows on stage and all the rest of it. And gatherings and all sorts of things happen in our community, for our community. And, it, and it, our allies. Exactly. We can redo Christmas. Can we? Tis the season to be festive. Oh, yes, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> It's a real picnic zone, isn't it? And, and one thing about it too... The Community stalls yeah, are but, there. But Joy is going to be broadcasting. We are. Live down there. Some yes. of our prime breakfast and drive shows will actually be there in poison. Speaking in person so you can go and see what a, what a radio station looks like, well, sort of, sort of. You can see the face behind the voice. Yes, that's about oh right. Oh dear, that yeah. could be a bit freaky. Yeah. We, we won't be on air. We won't be on air, no, no, that's fair enough. But it's something to look forward to. I always like, rather enjoy uh, Midsummer, the whole thing with the carnival. Then we finish up with Pride March and, and those sort of things. It just, just brings the community together, which is really lovely. But Pride March is a little later. We'll talk later. about that a little later as well. Yep. So this Sunday, Alexander Gardens, 11 o'clock onwards until sunset. It's going to be a happening. Yes. And it's always a huge crowd. Well, there's usually about 100,000 people there, the yep. police estimate. you know. And it's looking at the long-range weather forecast, it is supposed to be going to be a nice day. But we will yes. be able to have a look, quicker check on that as the closer we get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But to know it'll be kind to us. Yeah. Fred Vile isn't invited, so there'll be no uh, rain. Yeah, well, he won't be able to pray for <coughs> rain, will he? It won't happen. 
We do need a bit of rain, though, up in the headwaters of the Darling River. Yes. Because of the reports last weekend of all those fish dying in the creeks or the rivers the that rivers are just running out of water. Yeah, only because the water has been taken further upstream for cotton farms and rice farms or something. Or cotton other. picking farmers. Yes, yes, and they've, and they've stolen it out of the river. And the poor hundred-year-old fish mm, are just dying, you know. Oh my goodness! But an ecological disaster. It was pretty well proven on the on an ABC show about the Murray Darling Basin that people were pinching the water out of the river, and they nothing was done about it. The, the, even though it was there in black and white or colour, actually, um, they the um, the government took no notice of it. They said, "Oh no, it's not happening," but it was happening. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, good. So the blue-green algae took over. Yeah, stole all the oxygen from the water, hmm. leaving the fish with nothing, to, nothing breathe. to breathe. And those fish that have died, they're still in the water. They're going to rot, and that process will further make take the oxygen. But there out. are so many other little towns down the river that we. we, we Lie on that water system mm. to do to to water their own plants and stuff that they need for homegrown food and stuff. Yeah. There is, you know, first of January nineteen o eight, the Australian Bureau of Meteorology is founded. The bomb, the, the bomb. bomb, indeed, the mm. BOM, the BOM. Yeah, and they have become so accurate these days for two or three day forecasts ahead. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Once upon a time, you would sort of say, what are the Bureau's forecasts for today? And you'd go almost exactly opposite what they said. <laughs> but now well, they are get the, with all the technology and everything. People they have. still complain, however, you didn't get it right. You said it was going to rain. It didn't rain on my house. Yeah, well. Well, Melbourne's made of microclimates. We Same have rain zones and dry zones. That's right. You have the rain rain band that goes right around from about Moorabbin right around through to um, Forest Hills, where it's that's where the market gardens used to be, in a rainbow. And mm. that's because the hills are starting about that point, and that's where the, the moist air rises, cools and condenses. It's, it's the rainfall. Yeah. It does. Yep. Uh, and, of course, we do know from records now being kept from over 100 years that the the climate is changing oh. and the weather is getting hotter didn't and they, hotter. Didn't the report just come out that 2018 was the hottest, uh, one of the hottest years ever or something or other? But the, the government television. said there's no such thing as global warming oh. climate change. the change. government or the politicians? Oh, well, the scientists aren't saying that. No, they're just... No. Just the guys taking all our money. Look look what's happening overseas in, in um, Austria with the, the record snowfalls. They've never had snow like yeah, it. That's right. And people are dying and everything. Yeah, Yeah. well, we know it's weird happening all around the world. That's right. And uh, we've got to get used to it by the look of things. No, we've got to stop it. Uh, I don't know that we can. Let's have a capital cities. Yeah. They're safe and sound. With Chris Gordon and Phil being there, done that, Joy 94.9, Joy's history program. We better do a little bit of history about gay things, surely, at this particular point of time. We have been featured in history for many, many centuries, actually. Oh, yes, we have. (laughs) There's been lots of gay people, gay kings, gay queens, gay everybody. Someone who's having a birthday around about this time, but he's already departed this life, well, on the 8th of January 1941, was born Graham Chapman. 
he was Brian in the Monty Python show Life of Brian that was on SBS last weekend. That's right. Again, again, again. again. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's uh, uh, they're very naughty people, as Brian was. But it was interesting on the weekend um, that I saw the another one of their Python things. It was all about each individual and how they came to become Pythons. Yeah. And it was very, very interesting. I, 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 it was quite amazing the way now, that they... they all started out as being part of a university well, review. Some went to Cambridge went. and were in the footlights and some yeah. went to Oxford. John Cleese went to Oxford and actually his name should be John Cheese. Oh. His father's name was Cheese. There's been, there's been cheeses forever. And his father decided he didn't like the name Cheese, so he put an L instead of an H in and called it Cleese. That's one of the. That's the only bit of that show I saw. <laughs> <laughs> now I've seen it twice. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was interesting. But but Brian Chapman's um, partner, because Brian was gay. Graham. Graham, I beg your pardon. He was he was gay a gay man, and they had his partner on as well in and speaking on the program as well. Yeah. And this is because Graham couldn't be there himself. So he passed he away. Had, mm. He passed on the fourth of the tenth in nineteen eighty nine. That's right. Of a weird. He had cancer of the throat. Tonsils. Of the tonsils, mm. and then it spread backwards in, into his spine. Mm, mm, mm. Must have been a, been a, would have been a horrible death. It would, would have been. Very painful yeah. and horrible. David Frost, the, who did the Frost Report and all those big shows that were on British television, he got Eric Idle to come and work, and then they were. Then they. It was amazing how their paths seemed to cross all the time. We're, we're talking about the the growth, the. The development of television as a medium, and prior to that, there'd only been stage shows but they actually, and footlights, and yeah, this is the sort of yeah. thing that these new actors, John Cleese and Graham Chapman, were able to reinvent the stories and present them in a TV format. But, but the funny part about it was that they were mostly writers; just they were just writers, and but they used to write for themselves to do their own little stories, and it was quite amazing how they they. Basically, the, the lot of them actually wrote most of the stuff for the David Frost report, and and that was that was all of their stuff was done on David Frost, and then yeah. eventually they Terry what was his Gilliam name? Gilliam came in who was a cartoonist, and that's where the whole thing changed for the the, the Pythons because they could now put all that they were so crazy cartoons in. Yeah. They were the, nothing was sacred. No. I know, that although they did say in one of their films, every sperm is sacred. There's one of their lovely yeah. songs out of <laughs> out of the movie that was on the, moving, the week the before. Of life. The meaning of life, yes. And they, <laughs> as they're singing that, there's all the children. There's thousands of children in the home. It was a good Catholic family, yeah, obviously. It was, <laughs> it was. That was the one of the lines. But the, but the funny part about it was that they also wrote for the two Ronnies. All right. They were, they were writing the two Ronnies program, so they were writing all these comedy shows. Graham Chapman and um, Eric Idle were the two main sort of people that wrote all and this. And it was a real era of British comedy. Oh yeah. yeah. Whilst certainly we we got American comedy here on TV, there was still a lot of radio comedy coming out of UK. I think the Goon Show and well, all those sort of stupid shows and they were satirical as well and I don't know that that was the brand of comedy that the Americans were doing. They were more slapstick. According yeah. according to the the um, program they said that it was the Goons that really set the Pythons on their way. Well, they would have opened doors that people didn't know existed. <laughs> that's right. That's Because that was just 
That's what they were saying. Grown men being stupid. Yes. And it was hilarious. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it, it let people I, be silly. I was just sitting there rocking with laughter because of what they were doing on the on these radio shows that I or the TV shows that I could remember, and they were absolutely hysterical. And you apparently can see a lot of them on YouTube. So if, if anybody's listening and they've never seen any of these shows, go onto YouTube and just have a look. You will be laughing until you kick the cows come home. But to be fair, a lot of the Monty Python stuff either doesn't hold up very well or isn't as funny as they thought it might have been at the time. You've got the classic sketches like the silly walk and, and the, the, dead, the, the dead parrot and the Department of um, Arguments where you know he walks in and says, I've come here for an argument. No, you haven't. <laughs> well, it's just his agreement. No, it isn't. <laughs> that's right. See those things. That's just that's clever wordsmith. But they, well, they were they were they were great writers actually yeah. because the uh, the way they wrote the stuff. Yeah, and they used the language. Oh yes, their, their vocabulary was more than the standard two thousand well, words. They were all university educated. They were, yeah. uh, Graham Chapman was actually a doctor. He went on did medicine. He was a medical man, but he didn't go the final step and become a registered doctor. Oh wow! You see, so this is the this is the intelligence, and and John Cleese was trained as a lawyer, but didn't want to go on ahead with it. They well, and to quote Dolly Parton, "You got to spend a lot of money to look this cheap." <laughs> so, in their words, you can't be silly to be silly. You've got to be really clever. That's right. Yeah. But, but see, anyway. they, they, I'm sure, would have had some input into the two Ronnie's sketch about the four candles. The one I did see was the one that they showed it on the quick spot of it, was the one the man that wanted to be Tarzan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that is hysterical. <laughs> that is hysterical. But once again, you've got this gay man with this group of straight guys. Yeah, and, they did, uh, and they all work together yeah, famously. That's right, yeah, yeah. And... I suppose if you find your safe space... Hmm. But he was completely out, and he, yeah. he did a lot of stuff for gay pride and all the rest of it, yeah. If you look back at a few of those clips, they weren't averse to dressing up as women. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Idle did love to do yeah. it, but thank God he's got a foul mouth when he starts uh, talking. Someone else who's having a birthday round about now, uh, 19th of January 1943, Janis Joplin, the US singer. singer. Yeah, with a gravel she, voice. Gravel yes. voice. She died on uh, the 4th of the 10th, as did uh, Graham Chapman, but in the year 1970. Now, she was only 27. She was one of the 27 group, yes. Now, please explain. Well, there was quite a few people in that uh, died at that era, young rock singers that said they... Um, they 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 all sort of passed away. Jim um, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison was one of them. Um, um, what's the actor? James Dean James would Dean have been twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. And in Janice's life, she lived probably sixty years in her twenty seven, most yeah. of which were in the nineteen sixties. Yeah. She was burning the candle at both ends. Well, I think she burnt out, that's for sure. But did she ever get enough money to buy a Mercedes Benz? No, but I will never stop loving that song. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> isn't it? We did play that a few weeks ago, actually, so, yeah, we're not going to repeat that one. But she was she's a very good, very but interesting lady. Her album, uh, it's titled I cannot remember right now, with um, me and Bobby McGee and Mercedes Benz, yeah. was released after her death. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, right. No wonder she, that's why she couldn't afford a Benz. Yeah, but see, that's, it's the dying early that 
keeps them in our memories. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. It, 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 it's like Buddy well, Holly. Well, who well, would long have... as they leave something behind, which is worthwhile, yeah. that oh, will yeah. stand the test of time. Yeah. Imagine if Buddy Holly had lived. Oh, God, yes. He yes. produced so much brilliant music in such a short yeah, time. Yeah. He may have burned out but six was, months well, later. It's the same with Jim Morrison, of course. He was another great... Um, he, he did a lot of... Um, wonderful stuff too and very young when he died and he got in trouble with the police so much for pulling his pants down on stage yeah that's they right they didn't like that they didn't like it oh. he was medicated a lot <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to being over refreshed oh definitely <laughs> tired and but, emotional but we, we have <laughs> we have lost a lot of talent at a very young age and not only talent at a very young age, I think it's the invincibility we've even had locally in the last few weeks around Christmas time. People going to concerts here, yes, just pushing their luck a little bit too it, yeah. much. And it's all very sad. And I, I don't know whether it's it's inbuilt in some people that they must try everything. But I thought it was sad that the the concert was named. FOMO, fear of missing out. out yes, a lot that, of people are driven to, yeah. to try anything once. And the, yeah, the photo of the young lady that died was she was a very pretty young woman too. It was just a shame. But in, at that age, you're invincible, and mm. this is the point. You can try it and be okay. Uh, well, La Belle Epoque is going to tell us that black is black. All right, I knew that. We know that. We like the music. We like the disco sound. Hey. Chris Gordon and Phil, been there, done that, Joy 94.9. I've been searching through a few of the international news outlets for a couple of stories. Well, we've, we've got three little stories from UK. I mean, they've got plenty of things to talk about over there at the moment. But in respect of the Manchester Pride season, instead of having the normal six colours in the rainbow flag, they're having eight they're following stripes. They're following Pennsylvania, I think it was in America, that put the extra two colours in, uh, brown and black, to uh, recognise the indigenous and uh, coloured members of the community, which was, I think, is quite lovely. Certainly, ethnicity doesn't feature in the original rainbow flag. The point of the rainbow was to show our diversity and our our joy and colour, mm. but yeah. the, not not skin colour. But each colour of the rainbow represents something. Presents. It does. It didn't automatically. But everybody it, put it's it. been applied to the colours. Yeah, so yeah. there so, is nothing appropriate about uh, the existing six colours that would dis- denote ethnicity. No. So uh, 
we, we come in all shapes, sizes and colours. Uh, we do. We yeah, do. So. Fortunately. I mean, can I just mm. mention here that in the Christian religion, Jesus is usually portrayed in Western society as a white man. Blonde and blue-eyed. Yes. <laughs> but Almost. He was, he was Jewish. In fact, he was Jewish, probably had a hooked nose. He probably short. Very dark skin. Mm, short and dark hair and dark eyes. Yeah. 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 But I wonder how they get on in the church missions in Australia, whether they've localised that figure. I wonder what happens in the church in China. I wonder what happens in some of the other places in South America, mm. whether they localise the imagery. Yeah, but of course the the thing was that the the image we get now of Jesus is, is taken from the great art of the 16th, 17th centuries, yeah, you know, well, where, where they painted the you know Rembrandt and all these people, not Rembrandt, um, Da Vinci and all those well, people. Michelangelo, painted, Michelangelo yeah. they painted them with. Them. I get my imagery of Jesus from Monty Python. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Up there on the cross, <laughs> singing, and <laughs> the guys standing behind him saying, "Hey, Jesus, I can see your house from up here." <laughs> <laughs> and always look on the bright side. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, indeed, yes, indeed. That's as close what? to religious as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> Another little story from the UK. They have had a survey there to determine that there's lots of discrimination happening in the general population. And they are using a new expression there, B-A-M-E. B-A-M-E, yes. That's, that's, it's interesting. That's an acronym, an acronym for... When I... Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic. LGBT people. Now that means that for them the minority ethnic uh, can be any race of course but the Asian that they're referring to there are primarily Indians or people from the subcontinent. That's right yes. I think where they get their differentiation is that the black people would be the people that have come from the West Indies Yeah. and then the Asians would be from India because I don't know what the um, Chinese population of Britain would be but I know there are a lot of Indians went there mm. when the uh, Indian um, rule started to change and they all flooded, uh, flooded yeah. over into into Britain. Well they're, they're discovering that they really in fact should be authorising diversity mm. by having uh, anti-discrimination training, building links and partnerships. I'm, I'm not saying that we've done it but we, we have been going through the same process here in Australia mm-hmm. uh, and you know, culturally and linguistically different mm, or mm, diverse mm. is how see, we, that, we talk about the multi-language. Uh, that's groups. almost trying to be politically correct, whereas well, these these statements come from dating websites, yeah, and they're, they're expressing their opinion, physical, their physical attraction, priorities, yeah, and yeah. things. And I guess they have a right. Well, they're going to like who they like anyway. Mm, you can't mm, mm. tell people who to like, but. I'm just wondering if we if we have to name everybody in under the rainbow. We had this problem with the LGBTIQ, WXYZ, just getting out of control. Mm, yeah. We don't want the flag to go the same way because we want to be equal and united without naming names. Surely right. you don't have to go that far. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's, uh, I know that there's a, a, a lot of... There is discrimination against um, the Asian... Uh, gay guys and and anybody with diff- different ethnicities yeah. is here in Australia. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of that. Well, you've only got to live in another society where you, a white man, me as a white man, 
is in a minority to start to realize, oh, there is something happening that's discriminatory and I'm because I'm the minority, I really have just got to suffer it. Go to China like I did with and spend time with my boyfriend and his family. Hmm. Oh yeah. The only only yeah, Anglo yeah. only Anglo in the place for anywhere around and I was photographed, I was looked at, I was stared at, I was everything, but it didn't worry me. It's just one of those things that I knew that's, would happen. It's odd because I spent five years in California as the only Australian there and <laughs> nobody noticed me at all until I opened my mouth. Yeah, uh, there you are. We sort of mentioned this a little while back. In the UK, they've decided to teach in schools as part of the regular curriculum, not the physical aspects of sexual practices, but the mere fact that there is diversity in sexuality and in gender. Could that be something and like our Safe Schools Project? It probably it? is. But the the problem that the that found in the UK is that the Jewish schools, especially the real ultra-Orthodox ones, can't cope with this concept because they reckon that Jewish Orthodox children should not learn about any sex at school including gay sex. We do not want sex education taught in schools. We are tolerant of different lifestyles, but we do not promote them. So they are reckoning that the only way they can get out of having this compulsory education course is to leave the UK. Leave Britain and go back to, I suppose they would have to go back to Israel then. Well, go not back to necessarily. They might have to go to Poland. Yeah, well, it depends which country would accept Wherever they came from. I'm going to be completely politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. And imagine if Hitler was still alive. He'd say, oh, I could have done it that way. Oh. <laughs> He'd just have to tell everybody that he's gay <laughs> and they'd move out of town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it, how can you be so closed-minded as a religion well, to deny but, reality? But you've got to also remember that most of the religious right people are totally against same-sex marriage that we have here in Australia. Hmm. But like there are it. gay Jews. Yeah, well, of course it's, there are. It's yeah. just, I don't yeah. get it. It's like... Yeah. Well, chap I know has a Jewish boyfriend. And yeah. He's, they're, they're, they're no problem. No, that's for sure. Uh, in the US, the, the newly appointed House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, has vowed to ban anti-GLBTQ discrimination. Now... She's a tough little cookie, is She's a tough <laughs> little cookie, but, but you'd imagine that... Already, the Trump administration would have continued what was done under the Obama administration. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello? It's called the undo generation. And, but, he's, but, he's, but the only thing he's worried about is getting the bloody wall built. Oh. Oh, he'll take offence. Oh, well, he, he takes offence <laughs> at anything. <laughs> no, Nancy Pelosi has been speaker before and she gets things done. And she's going to repair a lot of the damage that Trump has done. Because How can she do that, though? Control of the House. Like she she's got the votes. And she's got ha- the hands on the purse strings? Oh, well, they have are a look p- at the problem now. There's Nobody's getting paid because she's she, standing her ground. She's standing her ground. She won't let Mr. Trump have $5 billion to build a wall mm. or a fence or whatever. But it's, it's, she's, a, she's, she's a very talented woman. Did you see a clip that came out last week of Trump at a college graduation? And he said, if you meet a wall, 
go over it. Go around and do whatever it takes, but don't let that wall stop you. <laughs> uh, Nancy Pelosi has been a supporter of the LGBTQ community throughout her career and even made an appearance on the RuPaul Drag Race All-Star 3 show mm. last year. See, she comes from a very, very political family. Her mother and her father were both politicians. And so she grew up being a politician and she knew what to do to make the things happen. And she's a, a very um, straightforward lady. She doesn't mince her words either. And she's also sort of raised her voice and said she's in favour of, of stronger gun background check legislation. That's right, yep. And the DREAM Act, which grants legal status to undocumented immigrants who were brought to the US as children and went to school there. Mm. So uh, That's that's what one of the things that they're saying about the money to build the wall. They should be using the money to organise the dreamers' lifestyles yeah. and, and things because they're, they're, that's more important. The children that were born of illegal immigrants have been brought up completely in America, know nothing else. Yeah, and, and Trump this, won't recognise right, that. He won't recognise them. Talk about discrimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can but I talk it, about a little bit of discrimination that's in the general community here in Australia? Um, and we thought that, that sight-impaired people had the solution with uh, the work, the raise.writing scheme that Louis Braille mm. invented, uh, 4th of January in 1891. But those modern Australians who are wanting to use FPOS terminals can't actually interact with the, the ones in the supermarkets and places like that because the screens on the keyboards there are are not set up for their limited vision. Mm, mm. And so the banks are actually being uh, pointed out, this is discriminatory, and there is moves afoot now to introduce some more modern technology that can enable the sight-impaired person to actually understand what's happening. Because just imagine... You know, the, the trader says, oh, yeah, put in your PIN numbers here and, yeah, you, you've got the keypad and you can work out the numbers and put that in, but you don't know whether he's put an extra 100 in front of the value that's that right. you're authorising. <laughs> that's right. Whoa. So uh, but there, I suppose there's got to be a, a speech yeah, but recognition the, yeah, interface created. Because Louis, oh. Louis Brow was only 15 when he invented that system, you know. And why did he Because he, he actually saw that the, the French army were using a, a dot system to give messages to their men in the troops. Because and, they couldn't... Because they couldn't read in the dark. And so and Louis talking Braille, out loud was probably a problem, problem too. Problem too, yeah. And then Louis Braille saw this and he decided, OK, I'll work this out. So he's done everything with the, uh, just six dots in a square, in a little yeah. square. And that's the way it works. But my bank has got some things that go quite well yeah. with uh, uh, um, sight unsighted people. Here's M People. Search for the hero. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Young Phil. Hello. You've got a little message for the listener. I want to communicate. Oh. I want them to communicate. Well, we communicate to our listener. Yes, that's right. We'd like to hear back. Hmm. And you can do that verbally. You can yell at the radio if you want to. <laughs> or you could email us at beanthere at joy.org.au. And we love getting emails. Let us know what you'd think or what you'd like to hear us yeah. talk about. As and most of the feedback is good. Yeah, well, thank you very much, as did Tom us hmm. earlier hmm. this week. 
Thank you. And we yes, we have a podcast which we will be putting up. And if you like to listen to the, our, our show in podcast form, you can pull it up at any time and uh, have it sitting there waiting for you. Yes, and you can get that from our website or iTunes and anywhere you get a good podcast. Excellent, excellent. We should have played our Black is Black piece of music that we heard earlier uh, at, at this particular point. Why? But that might have been cheesy, looking back. (laughs) (laughs) Might have been very obvious. Well, (laughs) we certainly don't want Black Friday back uh, because back in 1939 here in Victoria, Black Friday is when uh, so much of the, the bush, the forests here in Victoria went up Lots of loss of life. In yeah, the nineteen thirty nine, there were seventy one people died in that Black Friday. That's right. It was always called Black Friday because the uh, bush ended up being black and sooty and everything. Um, and back on the eighteenth of January two thousand and three, firestorms began their onslaught in, in Canberra and took out the telescope and took out lo- the pine forests. Lots of were, houses too yay. and lots of stuff. But it seems <clears> to be that we are subjected to these forest fires all the time. Is it because we don't manage the land like the uh, indigenous, well, if, indigenous people used to? If we to? were in the US, Mr. Trump would have told us that the, their bushfires over there are because of bad management. They were going to scrape up all the leaves under the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the indigenous people... Controlled the whole of the thing with controlled burn-offs in certain times of the year and then they would be fine, you know. But we just go in there and we've just cut down everything and we've done all this. And we, we are take slowly learning, though, because we do have controlled burn-offs. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, but sometimes um, they get out of... Well, they yeah, yeah, they get out of control, but that's right. they've got to be done at the right time of the year and it's, it's hard to find the balance between the fuel and the weather. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Because you don't want a hot, dry day with a nice northerly yeah. and think, I oh, will just, you know, clear this little bit of but bushland. The, but, but, but you also get dingalings that deliberately light them oh, too, yeah. which is another thing. You've got, you've got these idiots. Well, that our bushfires always seem to get black put it into the name somewhere along. Oh, we had Black Saturday yeah. too, didn't we? But we're talking about the US. They've got Turkey Day. They do. It's called Thanksgiving. Oh, and is that what it is? thanking, I had to say it, probably the Lord for the harvest because and oh. they've expanded it to basically be thankful for what you've got because because when they first went to america they nearly died from they didn't have enough food well they the good old english they didn't bring the right food to plant and do everything yeah, right well they assumed everything would be just like and England. The, the native indians people had to had to tell them how to survive and then mm. they brought their first crop in and they think that was the thanksgiving yeah yeah so so the, the, the corn and their pumpkin and all that sort of stuff yeah but the day after Thanksgiving is known as Black Friday. Unfortunately, oh. it bled into our commercial lives this year. Yeah. Uh, so the last Friday in November in Australia has become Black Friday, and nobody knows why. Yeah, but so it's marketing. Pourquoi? Well, Black Friday in America is the first day in the financial year, which actually starts January 1st, that the... Average retail business turns black ink in their margins. So between Black Friday after Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's when they make enough money to survive for the rest of the year. But there was a... a, I saw when they had Black Friday here, 
it was a sort of a success, but it didn't continue on in because there was an article I read in the paper that it, it was very good on the day. But from that on, it just went downhill and it even well, kept it, going it's through. It's a one-day event. Yeah. We don't get that here. We had Black Friday sales going through to the next Thursday. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Yeah. It's but special in America because that's the day. That's the one day. It's not Saturday. It's Friday. Mm, mm, mm. But it was introduced here with no context, no meaning. But was, in my mind, no point. Look, you say Black Friday here in Victoria and all you think of is bushfires. Absolute yeah. bushfires. That's not thirty percent off your underpants. No, that's right. Or yeah. if you left them in the fire, you'd have hundred percent off your <laughs> underpants. <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking about, quite frankly, and and uh, I knew that they they called it Black Friday. I didn't know the reason why, and thank you very much for informing me about yeah, it. But it's got nothing to do with us. No, it doesn't. But it's the same as Halloween has nothing well, to we, do with us. You know. Yeah, when that's only just picked up in the last few years. Yeah, that's, 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 that again is marketing. Marketing. Yeah, it's like yeah. the the. In the old days when we had greeting cards before email, yeah. they used to sit together and figure out what holidays to write cards for. <laughs> we need more holidays. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, I think we better make mention of a birthday. 17th of January 1943 was born Ita Buttrose. Oh, dear Ita. Yeah, she's an Australian publisher. She we- used to... In the the risky days of 1970s, uh, trot out women's magazines with titillation for women. What Cleo? Cleo yes. with that famous centerfold. Centerfold, where the staples did a great deal of damage. <laughs> <laughs> but we should really just call her Ita, Ita, yeah. because she's up there with Cher and all the people who get by with one name. But you only have to see that I've never heard of anybody else being called Ita. So you say Ita and you immediately think of Buttrose. And why do we think of her? Because she did so much for our community when the AIDS crisis was at its height. Because she was was already with her women's magazines talking to the women, the mothers of Australia. She had the gift of the gab. She was able to uh, represent, present, repackage the AIDS crisis in words that the woman, the women understood. Yeah, yeah. And she cut through. She'd made such where, a difference. Yeah, yeah. Talk about you know, search for the hero. Mm. She was definitely the hero of the time. That's right. She was wonderful. Yeah, she was. And uh, she's still doing marvelous work. Yep, she's she's uh, what seventy six. Although we never mention a woman's age, I we think seem to always mention a woman's age on this show. But and she's uh, she's <laughs> now doing something with Alzheimer's. I think it's the next the, the thing she's doing now is Alzheimer's yeah. disease. Yeah, she's uh, about looking at that. And it was interesting the other day talking about those sort of dreadful diseases, the motor neuron people they have found something that looks like being able to help people with that disease yeah. too good on the good on the scientists that look into these things and do it keep and paying they, for research and they and they keep doing it and they keep bringing up the things that they but unfortunately there we've got some people here that, that they don't believe what the scientists are telling us about the weather oh well you know mm-hmm. there we are mm-hmm. look it's about time for us to go so thanks very much for being with us yeah. we've enjoyed your company we hope you will come and listen and enjoy with us next week. And don't forget the podcasts as well. And we're coming back whether you like it or not. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.